You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with Costa Levoyanis, my co-host. We've got a big game tomorrow, folks. Olympiakos versus Ludogorets. Leg two, we're coming into it tied, so it's basically just like a one-leg cup tie, and uh, we need to get the result. It's just that simple. We talked a little bit, Adi and I, about the game yesterday from an Olympiakos perspective. What do we need to change? What do we need to do? What did we do wrong in the first leg? And today, we're going to talk about the Ludogorets side. And we've got none other than our resident Bulgarian football expert, the, the person we go to when we need information about the country of Bulgaria and Bulgarian football. And that is none other than... Then Metodi Shumanov making his return appearance to the podcast. Um, we liked him so much after the first leg that we decided to have him back on again. Metodi, thanks so much for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? I'm very well. Kalispera, gentlemen. <laughs> How are you? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. It's uh, a bit nervous, to be honest, going into this game, but uh, it should be a very interesting tie. I suppose, you know, we, we talked a bit to you about your background last time, but we'll probably skip a lot of that and get right into the tactics. People, if you want to watch that, feel free to uh, to tune into our, I think it's episode 102, maybe 101, where we talk to Matodi about, you know, some of that stuff. But let's just get straight into the game. So first of all, I, may, I maybe should ask, Matodi, what were your thoughts on the first leg? Were you surprised by the result? Do you think it was a fair result in terms of how the team has played? And, you know, did anything else jump out to you from the game? If you remember, ahead of the first clash, I warned you about some of the players, about Kirill Despodov and him executing some very good free kicks. Uh, and that's what happened in, in Piraeus. Um, and I have to admit that I was really impressed with that Ludogorets performance. I think that this was one of the best European nights for Ludogorets in recent years, maybe uh, since 2017, when they made um, the Champions League uh, group stages for the second time in their history, I think that was one of the highlights of their European performance. And uh, their coach, Vaudas Dambraukas, uh, just had his uh, pre-match press conference today. And he said that uh, Lulu Goretz have to press Olympiacos even more. Uh, to to be even more aggressive uh, and uh, he was a bit uh, sorry and a bit disappointed that they couldn't score a second goal and Despodov had that uh, fantastic chance right at the end of the game to decide it uh, in the Bulgarian champion's favor. Yeah. 
you mentioned the press conference. Um, uh, did the coach say anything else insightful or interesting uh, this morning? Because obviously we didn't we didn't catch that. Well, uh, he said uh, and he underlined that the chances remain 50-50. Uh, and he he was also asked about his colleagues uh, Pedro Martins' uh, comments that uh, Olympiacos would play uh, a more attacking football uh, in in Bulgaria compared to the first leg uh, on Greek soil. Uh, and Abrauskas uh, said that uh, he wouldn't fall <laughs> into this trap uh, because he he doesn't believe entirely. Um, that Olympiacos will be uh, so much more attacking. Uh, maybe he thinks that this is some kind of a mind game. Uh, and he, he said that uh, uh, everyone can, can say anything uh, pretty much, uh, but uh, we'll see what will happen actually tomorrow on the pitch. I, I have to ask you both, uh, as Olympiacos supporters and experts, uh, were you surprised uh, by the way uh, the first leg went? Because I, I think Ludogorets caught Olympiacos by surprise. I would say so a little bit for sure. I think um, we, I mean, we certainly didn't play up to our top potential. Mm. Um, and that was clear over the course of the game the first 30 minutes were were a bit nicer but then you know we really struggled to break through for most of the game um but i think at the end of the day yeah maybe a bit surprised but also like we i think we got the result we deserved from that game i would say as well i don't know what you think Costa. i was not surprised uh and i said it in the post match when we all got together that essentially it's the first time the team played together. It's essentially the first time we had a fit squad. Um, Bukalakis was was out. He's an important player. He may return tomorrow. We expect mm -hmm. tomorrow we'll have the Holy Trinity, Bukalakis, uh, Kamara and Mvila playing in midfield. Those are the go-to three midfielders that Martins likes to use. Uh, he has deployed 4-3-3 very very often in European games. So I think we'll see a return to that. I think we were quite surprised to see a 3-4-3, even though because we've had a COVID outbreak in the team, we've had some some big injuries. I think he liked, uh, I think Martins liked the idea of having some more security at the back. We have a lot of options in defence. Cissé had a good game against Nefci. Uh, Bar looks to be returning to fitness. Semedo is is a starter so i think he went for safety in the first game uh but unfortunately our wing backs didn't perform uh to the best of their ability if you play a 343 you need your wing backs to perform and there is a statistic that we that we analyzed from the from the last game and that is that we had 29 crosses during that game and only eight connected with an olympiakos player so that's around well, less than 30% effectiveness and efficiency in terms of our crossing. And we saw that time after time after time during the game that we were we were throwing crosses into the box and the Ludogorets players were having almost no, no problems clearing the ball. Um, only in the end, in the 87th minute, they cleared the ball. It dropped to Agibu Kamara. He made a nice little feint and and a hard shot into the bottom corner, and he got the equaliser. So, I 
I think we'll see a very different team tomorrow. They've had some more time to train, but they have had some difficulties training because of the fires going on here. The, the club literally couldn't train outside the last two days because it would have harmed them. Um, so, so yeah, expect a different a different side tomorrow. Yeah, Ludogorets uh, had the weekend off, by the way, um, because they didn't play oh. their league game against uh, CSKA Sofia. Uh, one of the derby clashes in the Bulgarian top flight, uh, and both teams have uh, a European campaign and uh, European games coming up. So both teams um, asked the Bulgarian FA to postpone uh, that league clash uh, in order for them to to have more time to to prepare uh, for these European challenges. Uh, so they will have a, a, some good rest. Um, Dombrowska said they they had trained uh, very well um, in the last few days. And here in Bulgaria, uh, this clash uh, has been called the 5 million euro match. Uh, <laughs> because this is uh, uh, how much money uh, the team that will reach the Champions League playoffs will get even if they get knocked out in the playoffs. Uh, so Lulu Goretz uh, had the chance to earn maybe a third of their annual budget just by winning uh, and eliminating Olympiacos uh, tomorrow, uh, which will be a very, very good and very big financial boost for the Bulgarian champions. Well, it's good money for both teams as well. Olympiacos could certainly use that and how nice of the Bulgarian FA to to give them the day off. I, I maybe a bit selfishly and pessimistically doubt that the Greek, that Epo would do that. Um, that's all I'm <laughs> going to say, but maybe we shouldn't get into that, Matodi. Mm, one okay. one question I'm interested in, um, what do you think the crowd is going to be like in, in Razgrad tomorrow? Do you think it's going to be very energetic? Or I know we talked on the last uh, episode about how it's a very small town and not a massive stadium. So what type of effects do you think that um, the the stadium and the crowd will have on the game, if if any at all? I wouldn't say that Lulugoretz uh, will rely uh, very much on, on a huge home advantage, uh, because uh, if your listeners uh, uh, go back and listen to our previous episode, they will understand that uh, Razgrad, the town Lulugoretz are coming from, uh, it's uh, a very small town, um, and the club stadium has a capacity of around 10,000 seats, which means that as per the COVID-19 regulations, uh, the 50% capacity is allowed for the European clashes, uh, and that means that around 5,000 people will be in the stands, as you can imagine. Um, this is not a huge amount of, of people. Of course, they can make the difference, but uh, Lulugorets fans, um, they have uh, nothing to do with uh, uh, Levski or CSKA, Sofia, Ultras. So we won't be watching that kind of um, a fiery atmosphere uh, we are used to uh, when the Sofia powerhouses um, play. So this won't be uh, a game that will be decided by the, the home crowd, I would say. 
And I guess uh, we have a question from Zafirup05, and, and I suppose we can start to talk about maybe a bit tactically, like I'm interested in if Ludogorets will make any adjustments at all. I know you mentioned like maybe they're not sort of buying that Olympiacos are going to play more attacking, even though I personally think that we probably should play more attacking. Mm -hmm. um, but Zafirup05 asked, does uh, Ludogorets have any players coming back from injury or any players that played last week that are going to miss uh, tomorrow's tie? Well, as I've already mentioned, uh, they didn't have a league game over the weekend. Uh, right. So they they don't have any uh, injured players, let's say. Uh, I think they will uh, count on the same match day squad uh, as they did uh, last week. Um, back then, if you remember, we mentioned that Romanian striker Claudio Keshuru, a very yeah. experienced striker, uh, but he... He wasn't registered for that round, and he he won't play tomorrow. Uh, so once again, they will have the basically the same players uh, they had at their disposal uh, last week. And I I believe that their approach to this game won't be uh, that different. I would be surprised if it were, uh, because I I think that uh, Ludogorets will wait for their chances and. Maybe they will get some, but I don't expect them to um, to to push uh, Olympiacos and to. Um, I, I think they will be Ludogorets will be cautious and um, wait for for their chances to to come up. Matodi, what was the what was the sentiment following the last game? I mean, not just in the Ludogorets camp itself, but in the press, like in general in Bulgaria, was it, I mean, going into this game, would you say that there is a sense of optimism that like this is a massive opportunity for Ludogorets? And maybe do you think that they're a little bit unaware of the problems that Olympiagos has had in the last two to three weeks and that they may have, may be falling into a full sense of security going into the game? Because I think that kind of happened a little bit with, with Nefci, even though okay, mm. the, the 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 level of the opponent mm. was nowhere near as good as the team that we're playing now, but I think Pedro Martins has had a way of getting past the first leg, as we mm. saw in the previous round, and then in the second leg he makes good adjustments. He's made a better analysis of the opponent, and generally we've we've played better in the second leg. So, do you think that there is a sense of optimism and maybe a false sense of security? in the squad or what do you what do you think i don't think that uh people at ludogorets are overconfident ahead of this uh, second leg uh, but if you ask me about the media reaction for example after that first clash uh, in greece well uh some of the headlines were uh ludogorets are back uh meaning that uh, over the past few seasons uh they were a bit disappointing in europe uh, even if they managed to reach the europa league group stages last season uh, they were thrashed by spurs and uh, they didn't perform very well back then uh, so there was this uh, sense of uh, underperforming in Europe in recent seasons. And I, I have to say that everyone, including me, uh, the fans, the, the media outlets, uh, the, maybe the, the players even of Ludogorets, were impressed with that performance uh, in, in Greece. Um, and I think that based on, on this performance, there is um, uh, 
sense of, of cautious optimism, let's put it this way. Uh, but uh, I, I think um, people here um, realize and have the idea that uh, Olympiakos is a very, very strong rival. And if Ludogorets go past um, Olympiakos, uh, they will face either Maumio or Rangers. Uh, and I, I think some people even, even consider Olympiakos to be the, the bigger and tougher nut to crack in that sense uh, ahead of the playoffs. But I, I don't think that uh, anyone here is uh, getting carried away by that first leg performance. Uh, people are optimistic, but uh, they, they wait to see what will happen tomorrow. Nobody expects uh, a, an easy game. Yeah, we certainly don't expect an easy game either. We certainly yeah. don't expect an easy game. But here it will be it will be a riot if if we don't qualify. It will be very, very bad. Mm. Uh we okay, we still have Europa League to play for, but okay, I'm not gonna not gonna go down that route, but it will be not not good at all if we go out tomorrow. Yeah, because when, when the draw for that third round was made, um the People at Lulugorets, they said that maybe uh, this was the the toughest uh, yeah. opponent, and uh, they considered themselves unlucky to get paired with Olympiakos. And now, if they manage to get past the Greek champions, uh, it will be a huge boost of uh, confidence, and they will go into that playoff with a yeah, certain amount of, of confidence. Absolutely, and so they should. Um, I have to tell you that when I saw the draw, I didn't like it at all. Mm. It certainly, I mean, Ludo Goretz, I remember playing Ludo Goretz in a friendly a couple of years ago, and I think mm. we drew 1-1. One, one. Mm. So I never, never thought this would be an easy draw at all, especially with the, the problems that the teams had in the preseason. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one tomorrow, and we'll get to predictions later, I I presume, and I've, I've got a bit of a hot prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, up until now, uh, in recent seasons, one of the biggest problems for Lodugorets was that uh, these type of games, uh, these season deciders, if you want, they, they, uh, they were coming way too early in the, into the season. Uh, so mid-July, <laughs> at the start of August, and the, like the, the fate of, of the team uh, or the coach uh, was decided uh, by just a few games. And now um, there is this sense that the team is uh, much more prepared for, for those challenges uh, because in recent years, Lugorets were knocked out uh, of the Champions League qualifiers very early in some of those seasons. Uh, and now uh, the sense and the feeling is uh, completely different. Uh, uh, they started the league season very well. Um, they they thrashed uh, CSKA uh, in the Super Cup clash, uh, which gave them a lot of optimism. And now they want to to build upon that. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's funny what you say about it's very early to have these season deciding games. Cause I think I feel the same way about Olympiakos. If we don't make it to the champions league group stage, as Costa said, like there's going to be a riot in Greece, but 
Um, sort of an unrelated question that I have, Matori. I know you're a bit familiar with our team and a bit familiar with Greece, but in watching the first leg, uh, were there any players from our side that that really jumped out at you as being especially dangerous, or you know, any any names that that really jumped out at you in general? Well, I, I have to say that uh, I was paying um, yeah closer attention to to the Ludogorets players, and I was. Uh, I was very impressed with with the entire team of, of Lulugorets. Uh, as uh, Costa mentioned, Lulugorets committed uh, maybe that single mistake at the back, uh, and Olympiakos took advantage of it. But uh, overall, it was a, a very solid performance, and uh, the the game plan uh, went really well for for Lulugorets, and they tried to to hit the opponent on the on the break. And um, this chance, uh, the spot of missed in, in injury time, uh, it was uh, a golden opportunity for Ludogorets to, to clinch that uh, one goal advantage going into the second leg. Mm, and I, I think Dambrowska said it uh, today that, uh, yeah, they're, they're sorry for, for not scoring and for not uh, making the most of those chances because they know that uh, the, the European experience uh, is on Olympiakos side. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it will be a very, very tough game tomorrow. I was happy at the end of the last game considering all things considered i was happy yes. with that yes uh, i think yes. i think if you if you can't win make sure you don't lose is one of yes. those things the last game and uh it's i said it after in the post match that the score is nil nil we go mm. to bulgaria we traditionally play well uh, better away from home mm. rather bizarrely um the club has a history obviously of and a reputation of the the home crowd the fans the mm. atmosphere in Gadaiskaki. Yeah, I think we had about fifteen, eighteen thousand people because mm. I was at I was at the game. Okay, uh, but it's nowhere it's nowhere near as intimidating mm. as when it's full of thirty three thousand, you know, warm blooded Olympiacos <laughs> fans. But yeah. uh, okay, they the Ludogorets players got a, a very small, a very small taste of that. Um, shall we? Shall we go to predictions, Peter? Try and think of a lineup for tomorrow. I think one of the I think one of the things that people might be surprised with is that Costas Zolakis or Costadinos Zolakis is um, touted to start in goal again. So an 18-year-old talented keeper from Crete, from Hanya. I'm in Hanya right now. Um, so he's expected to start in goal tomorrow, despite the fact that we brought in a match-ready keeper in Tomas Batschlik from the Euros. He's expected to start tomorrow. I think he did pretty well in the last game, but I think this is a big statement from the coach. Mm. Um, and if he's going to start him in a game like this, then I don't see why he wouldn't be number one for the season. And for the record, um, Matodi, I listened very with a lot of interest to your last preview. And when when Despotov scored the goal, I thought, oh god damn it. <laughs> the guy said it on the on the podcast. Be careful. Why didn't went... Martins listen to it? Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing he has is... to subscribe to your channel, and it will be all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing the, the the thing is, I don't know if that if you saw there was a post on our Twitter as well. Actually, that if Hassan, who was in the wall, didn't jump, mm. 
Mm. It was very. It was a very low shot, well placed, but but if it was the wall a clever execution. There, yeah, but still, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if the wall jumps there, it's not going past. But I think yeah, you're right. There is some uh, smarts from the player in executing it the way he did, uh, and we've got to look out for that as well. We can't give away silly, silly mm. uh, free kicks outside the box for Despedov because he's got good feet. For the rest, Peter, I think Lala. If we play four at the back, I don't want to see Andrutos. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Andrutos in a, in a back four. Uh, I think defensively, we look exposed to players like is it uh, Ted Piquet, the yeah. the left winger. He looked dangerous every he was time. Really dangerous. He looked dangerous when they broke down the left hand side. And I wonder. A big question mark for me is where Valbuena plays. Whether he plays on the wing, whether he plays in the hole, whether he starts, or whether he comes off the bench. I think he'll start. But I think the the wing is very exposed if we don't play three in the middle with Valbuena on the wing, uh, mm-hmm. and that looked uh, we looked very um, very prone to the counter in the first half in the last game. So I think it will be four three three tomorrow. As I said, Holy Trinity: Camara, Bukalakis, Envila, Masuras on one wing, probably Valbuena, and hopefully I really hope El Arabi starts tomorrow. Because I don't yeah. know where we're going to get a go from. Yeah, and and I I've sort of been going back and forth between four three three and four two three one, and I think maybe we can change to the four two three one later in the game if we still need that goal. But um, I think just based on personnel, it's probably best if we if we go with the four three three as we have confirmed now that Buhalakis is in the squad. Will he start? Hopefully, I mean it's it's you know obviously his first game back, but. It would be really nice, as you say, Costa, to have that midfield that we've played so many games with. Um, the back line, as you said, Lala, I think, does much better in a back four. So that's probably good. Oleg is in the squad uh, for, for tomorrow, but I you know, I don't know exactly how he's going to be utilized or if he's going to be fully available. Apostolopoulos is also there, um, so he may be the one that starts. And... Uh, yeah, I think four through three is maybe the best. I actually want I said this on the podcast yesterday with Adi, and I, I wonder if maybe it's best to have Valbuena come off the bench. Uh maybe even to come on at halftime just because uh he can't really give us a full 90 minutes at his age. And, you know, I think we'd rather have him at the end of the game than the beginning personally. Um, but you know, obviously we don't have a whole lot of other options to start. Maybe Vrusai can start at the wing, maybe maybe even Andruzos if we're really thinking big, but probably not going to do that. Um, maybe Henry Onyokuru comes off the bench uh, at the end of the game as well. That might be something to keep our eyes out for. He's also included in squad. Um, Lambro here coming in live comments, four through three needed with El Arabi and Vila and Socrates starting, and he has predicted a 2-1 win. Um, we have Fetano saying, I would rather have Fabuena as a starter and bring on a pace merchant, which... He probably means Onya Kuru in the second half. So it's uh it's it's interesting. We have Jan saying baby Kamara. I would, you know, maybe if we do a four-two-three-one, maybe baby Kamara can come in and play in that central role again. He certainly showed it and impressed in uh in the last game. So, you know, we we in a way have a lot of things that we could do, but I think especially now that we know Bukalakis is is ready to play, I think that four three three is a pretty safe option and we can maybe, you know, go in there and, and still get our goal. There has been some talk about a potential surprise and seeing Agibu Kamara start tomorrow. I said it yesterday that, 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 that it would be a possibility. Have have Kamara start and Fabuena come on maybe at halftime for a spark. Because I like I, I 
the thing about Valbuena starting is it basically guarantees he's not going to be playing or at least not playing well for the last 30 minutes, especially every game we play him, his his fitness is going down and his stamina is going down. Yeah. But um, I worry about that as well, the wear and tear. I think yeah, we're already, you know, only four games into the season. more than we are, yeah. yeah. Only four games into the season, and I think we've already put enough stress on his body. Yeah, he better not play a single game in Greece, like, at this rate. <laughs> you know, he's already uh, put in a lot of minutes, and it's it's only August. But, um, Costa, what's what's your prediction for the game, for the scoreline? If we don't score in the first half, this one's going to extra time. If we don't score in the first half, it's going to extra time. If we score in the first half, we're going to clean up. I think we'll, I think we'll take it if we score in the first half. If we don't, it's going to be painful. It's going to be a very, very, very painful game tomorrow. And I can see this one going to extra time. And I'm hoping that Onyekuru makes a cameo and mm-hmm. gets out, gets us out of jail. That's what I. That's what I see tomorrow. I don't want to venture a scoreline, but in terms of match scenario, that's what I see. Early yeah. goal, obviously the best scenario. If not, going to be very, very difficult. And if Ludogorets score first, I, again, going to be very, very difficult to break them down. Um, Martins is going to have to come up with some more rabbits out of the hat and more tactical magic because... Ludogorets look very solid at the back. Uh, they defend very well as a unit. So that's going to be it's going to be a tough game, guys. I'm I'm not predicting a whitewash. Even if we score early, it's going to be a very tough game. Yep, I, I'm gonna. I'll venture a scoreline. I'll say one-one for the hell of it. I'm gonna say we're gonna go into penalties, and I'm not gonna speak about who's gonna win the penalty shootout. Because I can't, I can't think, I can't stomach the thought of that. But my I think maybe... my English sides, my English side can't take another penalty. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't. another heartbreak. I'm not, oh yeah, uh, we're gonna have 18 year old Kostas Tsoulakis in between the stick taking the the penalties. It's gonna be something. But um, well, we uh, yeah, I think El Arabi starts, maybe gets a goal, but maybe Ludogorets come back and get one to equalize at some point. And then, yeah, um, that's my prediction. Feel free to drop your predictions in the chat, everybody. We did see a couple. Um, Metodi, while, while that's going on, what do you think is going to happen? Will, will you venture a prediction or are you going you gonna to keep it tight-lipped as the journalist? Well, and you? Well, look, look, I, I have a little story for you first. Uh, Ludogorets, they have a club mascot. <laughs> uh, the Eagle Fortuna. Uh, a few seasons ago, they played Lazio uh, at the Olimpico in Rome. And as you know, uh, the Lazio mascot is uh, called Olympia, the Eagle Olympia. So Ludogorets drew inspiration from that. And the club nickname of Ludogorets is also the Eagles. So they got themselves an Eagle. And it's called Fortuna, and uh, it is she is named after the Roman goddess of luck, Fortuna. Mm. Uh, and she will fly uh, over the club stadium um, tomorrow uh, ahead of the the game uh, as a pre-match ritual. So I think Fortuna can bring Ludogorets some good luck, and I'm going to say to one Ludogorets. All right. We got a lot of we got a two we got a lot of o, zero two Olympiacos coming in obviously from Olympiacos fans here in the comments but um, 
quite a few. <laughs> Lambro Lambro says Greek media saying Lulogorets won't play their one of their best players tomorrow. I wonder if that's referring to the Romanian striker, but I don't know what what exactly they've said. Um, but if it is sure. referring to the Romanian, that would be then... Despadov or, or the Nigerian whose name I I, I can't pronounce. Tekpate. Well, I'm I'm not sure uh, if this is true. Maybe hmm. it's uh, yeah last minute update, but yeah, uh, until 30 minutes ago. There wasn't any info on that. Well, we wouldn't mind I'll, just I'll being out. out. Obviously, hope it's nothing serious, but <laughs> Man, he can, he yeah. can go on a bit of a holiday if he wants before the game. I've heard Hanya <laughs> is quite nice this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and pick Black, him up at the Black airport. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Costa, Costa, get, get something arranged. Take him out for a beer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think no, 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 no. I, I, I think he'll be he'll be available. Like, <laughs> well. Let's it's see, gonna be an interesting see. one. We're gonna be yes. biting our nails all 90 sure. minutes plus potentially more Metodi. So um, you know, I want to say enjoy the game. Um, thank you so much for coming on again. If you've got any any last thoughts or any any other things that you'd like to bring up as far as tactics or you know, anything else interesting the coaches said, like uh, you know, any any final thoughts about the game, any words for Olympiacos fans? Well, <laughs> let the the best side win um i i don't know what to what to say anything else but uh i think we'll enjoy another another good game i think so too i think so too so there you have it folks pre-game coverage we we did one yesterday and we have another one today so um you know a whole lot of content coming out if you want to keep listening to this stuff, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a follow on our social media, Gate7INTL. And, uh, you know, keep in, keep up with the content, keep up with our social media for all the best news on Olympiakos and Greek football. I'll leave it here with one last comment from Costa Papadimitriou. I have one thing to say to the non-believers. <laughs> don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. So there we go, folks. Um gonna be a really stressful one tomorrow we'll have coverage after the game i unfortunately will not be there but the rest of the boys will be there to talk about the game um so until then enjoy the rest of your day don't don't pull your hair out just yet but uh enjoy the game as much as we can and i will we will see you very soon Yahara. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olibiakos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olibiakos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Sto mialo kati majiko.